Yo, what's up, guys? My name's Tyler. And I'm Clay. We are The Watchers. This is a podcast where we break down Marvel films, give our thoughts, opinions, and maybe answer a couple of your guys' questions. But before we get into it, Gonzo, how was your day? Oh, it was great. I got a haircut. Nice and fresh. Not even showing uh, it off to the people. That's crazy. No, no. I'm receding back from the, the top, so I gotta wear the hat. But Same. The sides look good, you know? I love the that. The sides look good. Yeah, and I hung out with uh, my dog, Daisy, for a little bit. Just a nice, chill day. Love By that. yourself? Today's not a good day, but that's okay, you know? Hey, we get through it. Happens and, uh, to the best of us. Yeah, you know? Every day that I get to do this with you is a pleasure, so. Um, here. Gonzo, tell me, what are we covering today? We are covering uh, another movie breakdown. It's Captain America, The First Avenger. It's a great movie. But first, Clay, do you want to give us uh, some insights some stats for us for the movie absolutely so as i'm sure you guys are aware at this point um i like to kind of go over a couple little background things about the films so the first one being uh the movie had a budget of about 140 million dollars and it grossed over 100 or sorry it grossed over 370 million so great turnaround for them love that great turnaround and especially for back in the day especially for back in the day and also just i mean for it being the first of its trilogy, you know, I, I feel like it's always nerve-wracking to do these films when you're like, yeah, he signed a nine-film nine contract in the beginning. So he's like, man, if this flops, I'm screwed. He's screwed, yeah. Um, the next thing I wanted to bring up as well is that a lot of people don't realize this, but this is the fifth, count them, one, two, three, four, five, fifth live-action version of Captain America. The first one dating all the way back to 1944. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's cr- yeah I only... I only thought of one. I forgot what year it was, but I remember there was like a clip I saw. It was like, it was the effects were really bad. It was like the old uh, Hulk Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. It looked like he was wearing like a onesie. <laughs> yeah, and I, I saw him throw. It was like a uh, the, his shield, and mm-hmm. it was like wobbling. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, I have a question though. Oh, what's up? Uh, it just came to my head. If this movie came out, um, like right now, yeah. do you think it would break if it? Same thing. It was as good as, or as good as is now. Yeah. Or good as back then. Do you think it would break a billion or hit a billion? No. No. I don't think so. It would uh, be up there for sure. I think probably like six hundred, seven hundred. Maybe we we could circle Maybe. back to it. We could circle uh, back to it uh, toward the end of this. Um. Okay. And the last little thing I wanted to touch on before we start the breakdown is um Chris Evans never did an audition for this. Never. Yep. There were other people that did auditions. Including Bucky, funny enough, he actually wanted to be Cap, uh, but director John Jones was pretty hard set on the fact that he just wanted Evans. Like there was, yeah. he was like, I don't care what it takes, give him all the money in the world. That's who I want. Or like, I don't think he actually yeah. said this, but you know, I'm not gonna do the film, so to speak. Like this, this is our guy. Wow. So that's pretty cool. It's it's cool to say like you know, it's cool to be Chris Evans and be like, damn, I landed a crazy role and didn't even have to try. Like. That's, yeah, that's that's typical. Crazy. That's typical. He got back too nine movies, so I couldn't mm. imagine how much he got paid. I want to say I I don't I don't have it written down, but I want to say his like first contract for or for the first movie he was paid like seven hundred and fifty k, but um, into and then like by Age of Ultron he was paid like seven mil. Yeah, <laughs> like a bag. What was what was it for Endgame? I think everybody got like what fifteen million. And something like that. Robert Downey got yeah. Like Tony had a crazy contract because he got like yeah. residuals and shit, like percentage yeah. of the gross. So good for him. Damn. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, well, like, go ahead and give us our give us the go ahead and give us your opening thoughts of the film. Well, I thought the I think it's a really I think the origin story is like really good. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, there were some scenes where the CGI was kind of noticeable, mm-hmm. but um, it's an older movie, so it kind of like you like kind of expect it. Kind of expect it yeah. in a way. And I was just thinking because it was, um, it it's this movie's still like popular, I think, to this day, and yeah. it has really good writing and storytelling. So I think it kind of just the CGI is a little overshadowed, overshadowed. Yeah, and it doesn't really like significantly like impact the movie. Da- yeah, impact the movie at all. So. I would I would agree with that. I I think yeah. I mean it goes for all movies. If you have a great storytelling, great writing. And which we're going to touch on later, but great writing, great storytelling, and great acting. The CGI, as long as it's like there and you can, it's not the, from the 1950s, I feel like overall the movie's going to do well. But when you have yeah. a majority CGI movie and the writing and storytelling shit, that's when I yeah. feel like the movie really goes downhill. Yeah, everything is just awful. <laughs> 100%. I totally agree. I can just think of one scene in the movie when they're um, in the aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. And he's like chasing down the big, the huge, uh, uh, Hydra's plane. Oh yeah, Ritzful's plane. Yeah, it was the pretty, Valkyrie. pretty noticeable there, but it's yeah. Yeah, I didn't really, it didn't really bother me that much. Yeah. How about you? You got any opening thoughts? Uh, I mean, opening thoughts. What a phenomenal way to start a trilogy, you know? Uh, 100%. It, it started with a uh, with him being found in the ice, and then tells mm-hmm. his entire story of what happened before he put the plane in the ice and kind of gave you the the answer to why he was a, a capsicle. And yeah. then at the end of the film, it goes back to when he's being thawed out of the ice. So yeah, 100 It, like, starts with the present yep. and then goes to the past and then back to the present, which was really cool. And, I mean, I, I overall, I mean, I, I think this movie definitely hit its mark and went above. Yeah, 100%. Most definitely. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, I mean, let's kind of get into it. You know, I, uh, yeah, I think a big thing that, I mean, I guess where the, the movie really starts outside of him being found as a capsicle is, uh, you start off in Tonsberg, Tonsberg, Norway in 1942. Mm-hmm. And we, we see Red School breaking down a wall, looking for a, a cube from the gods, from Odin himself, Yep. which we Odin's, later find Odin's out. Vault. Correct. Yeah. The treasure of Odin's vault. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we find out in a minute or two after that that they're, they're talking about the Tesseract. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, it was a – I think it was a great start to the movie. Uh, I liked – there was a little detail when um, they're in the town. He's get, he uh, gets the Tesseract, and he shoots the I – don't, I don't know, the dude that was at the church. Mm-hmm. I don't have any The keeper right of the Tesseract, keeper, I guess? Yeah. yeah, whatever. And uh, when he shot him, there's a little – he has his logo, the Hail Hydra logo, and it yep. splattered uh, red on it. And that I was, was like, cool. oh, that's a great little detail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also uh, feel like uh, a big thing with this film, which we'll touch on a little bit more because I have a couple bullet points for it, but um, something I've been hounding in the previous uh, podcasts and hounding for years now that, you know, since me and you have been watching these for so long, is yeah. ever since Disney took over, there's just no blood. And I understand mm. it. But like a little bit, like for instance, the little blood splatter on on the on the pin was a really nice touch, and it shows it like how detail. sinister he is. Yeah. And later 100%. on, we also see a guy get shredded by a 
a little airplane. Uh, little airplane, yeah. What do we call that? Uh, it was like a torpedo thing. Plane. Yeah, whatever <laughs> yeah. those are. Um, yeah. But like you see him get disintegrated, and there's blood yeah. there. Like that's mm-hmm. how it should be. Um, yeah. So that was cool. I liked how they. Uh, granted, this was this movie was actually before Disney bought Disney acquired Marvel, so it makes sense. But um, going back and watching this, it was like a nice refreshing. Uh, movie yeah, it's super nice. I, I definitely agree. And um, another thing in this film is, I mean, during like the earlier films, there was like connections still. Like they, there was early on in the film, there's like a lot of connections throughout. I don't know. There's a Iron Man, Iron Man Two, mm-hmm. all all these other stuff. I can only think of one right now. You probably have more, but the one I can think of that comes to my head is the Stark Expo. Yeah. And Iron Man 2's Stark Expo is like a kind of a big thing, kind of a big plot in that movie. Absolutely. And I like how they added that in. And and we also saw, you said it was uh, the original suit of... Human Torch. It? Human Torch. I thought that was a cool little detail. Yeah, so mm-hmm. when uh, when you see that, when they get to the Stark Expo, which I believe is called the World Expo at that point, it wasn't acquired by Stark yet, but they pan down to see Bucky and uh steve and the two girls that they're going on a double date with and uh, as they're painting down you see this suit that's in like a a case like a glass case and it's all red and that was the actual that was the original suit for the human torch so that was actually a nice little touch that they did especially since chris evans played the human torch in fantastic yeah. four so i thought that was kind of cool yeah during that same scene clay was when we we're watching clay was uh pointing out that there was um two of was it the other original Captain Americas? Correct. So there were we two couldn't... other Captain Americas from the previous uh, movies that were released. Yeah, we couldn't find them at all. And um, but if we see it, see it, we could probably include it in the video. We'll or throw it in the post. If you, yeah, if you guys, if you guys see them, let us know. Give us a little timestamp or something. That would That'd be, be nice. pretty cool. That'd be yeah. nice. Um, it was a cool little detail. It was. It was super cool. Um, they definitely did. A, they paid a lot of homage to Captain America as a as a character in this film, which you yeah. know, we see later on, which we'll touch on. But we see the original comic book, and I, I mean, they really just do a lot just to show the the character itself and how much it's grown. I love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The. I just. It's such a good. I don't know. I. I. I think Captain America's origin story is like one of my favorites. And yeah. in a way, because he starts, he's a scrawny little ninety-pound kid. Yeah. And but he has a lot of heart, and I love, and I can do this all day. Yep. Which and it uh, it like there's like little callbacks in the movie when he's getting beat up in the alleyway. He says, "I can do this all day." He grabs a little garbage can. It's like a little, a little shield. shield. Yeah. Yeah. And then throughout the movie, he says the same thing, mm-hmm. but it's obviously he's got the serum and a hundred pounds. Mass. <laughs> just pure mass it's yeah. insane but um and another thing i wanted to point out too is when he was getting the serum we could talk about this more but we, you and i pointed out it's like his pants aren't are just gonna stay the stay same same not tear like his, not, not his, belt, his belt didn't budge yeah it didn't break or anything he gained a hundred pounds of pure mass and probably like a foot taller yeah and you see him as he's running down the road, you know, from the guy stealing the serum. Like, the pants are still, like, normal size. Yeah. Like, yeah. not I'm tattered. I'm going to need a pair of those. 100%. Me too. I mean, that's extremely flexible. Maybe maybe those were, like, the OG Lulus. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, probably. maybe. Had to be. Um, Had to be. 
I think, though, before we del- dive into uh, him getting the serum, let's talk about yeah. pre-cap. Um, okay. And I-, I think something that I wanted to touch on was you see throughout out the beginning of this film, like how much heart and how much he mm. wants to serve just to protect the people. I mean, he even says, yeah. like, I don't like bullies. Um, mm. I don't care where you're from. I just don't like bullies. And Abraham, the German scientist who ends up giving him the serum, takes notice of that, calls him uh, when he's applying his fifth time applying in the enlistments, trying to get in after being rejected four other times. Um, uh, Abraham comes in and asks him, like, well, you know, where are you actually from? Is Are you from Ohio? Are you from jersey you know where are you from exactly and at first cap thinks he's in trouble because he's like well shit like it's like the the mp officer walks in and it's like an awkward like three seconds yeah and he's like trying to throw on his shoes really quick and get out of there there. yeah um i just just think um and then as you know obviously abraham says this is the one you know he's got the heart it's it's more than just like being a strong individual it's about what's inside that matters you know yeah and um, I believe you have the quote, but before we yeah, get to it, it, before we get oh, okay. to it, uh, they're doing training exercises. Uh, and the whole time that they're doing the training exercises on oh, the yeah. base, uh, like they're running in formation and Cap is way, or sorry, I should call him Steve at this point. Steve is lacking behind the rest of the unit. And the drill sergeant says, you know, anybody that can grab that flag on the top of the flagpole uh, and mm-hmm. hands it to me, can get a ride back with Agent Carter. And a bunch of people try to climb up it, no one able to succeed. And, you know, we're talking, you know, big guys that are in the army yeah. can't do this. And Cap uses his brain and just pulls the pin off the flagpole, drops it down, gives them gives them the flag. And he's like, thank you so much, sir. And yeah. then later on, uh, we see the, what do I say, the corporal or the captain? Um, captain. Yeah, uh, he pulls a dummy grenade, throws it, and all these big macho men that, you know, think that they're doing something – bail and as you see on your screen captain rogers actually dives on it and he's telling everybody like go away be safe kind of thing and um i mean that there's just so much heart to the kid you know what i mean i don't know if you saw there's a a little detail too that agent carter was gonna dive on the grenade too but yep. steve uh beat her to it i thought that was really cool yep and i agree showed that how good her character was and yeah which... how she had kind of the same values mm-hmm. in a way as steve absolutely um, which but I'm yeah, sure the, that's why that she ended up being Captain Carter in What If and, and yeah, also in 100%. Mortal Kombat Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite quotes from Abraham Yep. in the MCU. It says – he says they're in the uh, – what is it? Little military base. Yep. Day before procedure. Yep. And basically Steve asks why he chose him. And he says, because a strong man who has known power of his, his whole life may lose respect for that power. But a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. I thought that was that's huge. I thought that was yeah, it's huge, and it definitely like it says like regardless of how strong and powerful Captain America may become, it's his goodness and his compassion that kind of just drives him throughout the entire Infinity Saga. Absolutely. And uh, Abraham saw that in the beginning, and that's why he was chosen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a yeah. great moral compass overall. I mean, yeah, nobody. It, I don't think anybody else in the Avengers even comes close to uh, the the moral compass that he has. I mean, yeah. he knows what's right and wrong, and he knows that he needs to defend the weaker. And, I mean, he says it in this film. I've already said it, but, you know, he hates bullies. It doesn't matter where yeah. you're from, I, I, you know, and he's been bullied his entire life. And so and he wants to Now stick thinking up. about it, because uh, he goes throughout the whole entire Infinity Saga, and 
and when uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier come, I remember there's one scene with um, was it Zemo? Yep. And uh, Zola. Falcon and Zola and yep. uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and he's they're talking about the serum and the new Steve Rod or the new Captain America, and he's and Z- Zola even says, "Has there been a man like Captain? Has there ever been a man like Captain America?" Mm-hmm. Basically saying that he's so pure and he fights what like he has so much goodness and what i said goodness and compassion like there's no other person that um that's best suited for that serum absolutely yeah um that was cool little detail absolutely i i couldn't agree more um i i mean throughout the entire arc but i i will say i feel specifically this movie kind of shows where he's at like with his compassion and everything and Mm. Uh, obviously throughout the rest of the trilogy it's a lot more about like sticking together if that makes sense and like yeah helping other people but uh for this movie specifically it's a lot more about him and uh what he needs to do to break out i mean before he was even helping people that he turned into a lab rat and then started becoming a guy to sell bonds yeah like that's that's pretty ridiculous yeah it definitely took a toll on him i didn't i really liked how it was um I really liked how it showed that he's like a really good drawler. I yeah. thought that was a, just a cool scene. I, I was cool. curious. Do you think he actually drew that? Do you think Chris Evans drew that, or do you think that was drawn Ooh. by someone else and then he was just drawn. like tracing? He was just shading. Yeah, he was just shading a little bit. No, he. I don't. I don't know Chris Evans' ability, but I, don't I can see somebody. Definitely I got him on just speed dial. I can. I can call him. Go for it, call uh, him. Yeah, yeah uh, give him FaceTime. Give him a shout. You know. Actually, because we're doing this, I- I'll delay it. You know, I mean, I'm pretty busy. I don't, I don't want to, yeah. you know, yeah, you don't I don't want, want him to bother me. No, 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 no. I'm, oh. I'm way more big time than Chris Evans. Got you. Let's be real. Definitely, one hundred percent. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, and like I said earlier, um, talking about old, old things for homages. Um, as, as he, um, first, you know, he gets a serum, and then, uh, the German scientist Abraham actually dies there's a there's a hydra agent that got infiltrated into the super secret thing that's happening which is you know cap getting the serum becoming a super soldier he uh a a hydra agent shoots abraham and then abraham just points to his heart because in that bedroom scene he you know he also talks about like it's it's about here like it's about what's on the inside because yeah i mean as you can see from the serum like having mass is not that important (laughs) <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna give you the mass we're gonna give you the strength and agility we just gotta make sure you're not a dirtbag yeah it's just <laughs> the knowledge of it's just the knowledge of like knowing um how power like having that muscle mass can how be like it? if you're yeah how to use it because yeah. if it's like a there was a recruit that the general wanted yep. he's fit strong obeys orders yep, he was a soldier. but he was kind of kind of a little shit bag yeah he in was a kind way. of a dirtbag yeah, and uh, mouths off to Agent Carter when we first see him. Yeah, <laughs> and then gets socked, blocked. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. But we're talking about that procedure. I have a question, and uh, one of our good friends, Spencer, brought this up, and he says, "Well, if the serum increases his muscles and makes him taller, does it increase down downstairs a little bit?" Does he get a little uh, extra inch, or what's your thoughts on that? I think it does. I think there's no shot that it doesn't, and there's also no way it was only an inch. I yeah, mean, it had to be a solid, still, what, 
two and a half. I'm thinking something like four. I mean, you got, <laughs> he goes from like what, maybe a hundred pounds soaking wet. He was 90, 90 pounds. Yeah, had to be and literally bone and skin. Went to probably close to two hundred, like one eighty yeah. to two hundred. Solid two ten. Shredded. I would assume that my man's got hung from it. Because, like, when you grow like a foot taller and get that mass, it's gonna look a little small. It would from his original. It so would. he's got to get a couple inches down there. I would assume so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great <laughs> little question. <laughs> uh, I also have a question for you. Okay. After something I realized when when Cap is chasing the guy that stole the serum after he shot Abraham. Yeah. Um, you can kind of see him like as he starts running, he like looks down and like realizes like how fast he's running, and then he kind of gives mm-hmm. it some more. So my question to you is: Do you think Cap gets stronger and like more stamina or agility if he trains, or do you think he's kind of like always in like a peak physical condition, and because that's what the serum gave him? I think it's because his cells change too, so they're constantly just taking out the bad stuff so i think it's just a you'll always have that stamina and strength i don't don't think he he can train upon it i don't think think he's just at the ceiling i think he's just at the ceiling well there's um a scene in the avengers and the after credit scene of this movie when he's punching the bags but i think he's just doing that to just get out of his anger i think so as well more so than just like training and get more fit i think he's yeah i don't think he can improve I think the serum just takes you to the, your maximum potential. I would agree with that because I yeah. mean, looking looking a little bit further into the MCU, we see um, Bucky gets it, and mm. we also see um, I feel so bad I can't remember his name, but the the black gentleman in uh, Falcon Winter oh. Soldier, uh, yeah, he also uh, gets he it. He also got it, um, and he's still pretty yoked. I mean, his chest is crazy. Yeah. Um, so, the, the, age, the aging is like still a factor, but they're still strong. I think. I yeah. mean, it probably it probably died down obviously because Captain America and Endgame, at the end of the movie, he's like old and Frail. a little hunchbacked. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't. Maybe if he was still fighting and he didn't leave, he would probably still be strong as an old man. But he was probably just resting and hanging out with. Hanging uh, out with Carter. Yeah. I mean, hanging out with Carter the whole time. Can't say that I blame him. I yeah. Mean, very true. Yeah. It's a very good-looking woman. Whew. A lot of good-looking women in this movie, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> that is really good. Yeah. Uh, also, obviously, when once uh, Johan Smith, I believe his name was, or mm-hmm. um, gains the tesseract from the beginning of the movie in Hansburg, uh, he brings it back to Zola, where he, it seems as though like they they put it in this carrying case. And what is the energy? It's like a car battery? It, like, is what it, it, he just, yeah. like, charges up a battery? Which, granted, yeah. especially at this point in time, like, they have no idea what they're, what they're doing. Working with. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like, really? Like, that was your thought? Granted, they end up using it to create weapons and everything, but I just it thought It was probably was just, like, a harnessing. Harnessing like it just ability. Yeah, so it can, maybe that battery or something can be it's easier to uh i mean it harnesses so much yeah transfer the power easily i don't know i don't know i don't know yeah that actually is a good question because why couldn't they just 
put the Tesseract in and just absorbed energy and just put it into the weapons because it, it's basically the same thing. I would agree with that. But maybe it, maybe it was just a test to see if it worked. Maybe. That's probably why. Um, and yeah. I mean, even later on in the movies, like Avengers, it's just being used as an energy source as well. And yeah. They, they, I mean, you don't really end up finding out the capability of the Tesseract until, I mean, maybe Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you realize that it's something else. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's there's one thing that bothered me in this movie, not like a lot, but I mean it's a good it's a good story and it's well written. But the general I forgot his name, but um, how many times did Cap have to prove himself to him? Oh, because he that that was a little annoying. Because right when he gets the serum, he takes down the the uh, Nazi that tried to grab the one the last, last bottle. Yeah. And if that would have gone through, that probably would have changed the entire plot of the movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and it probably would have, re- <laughs> they probably would have lost because uh, Red Skull probably would have just made everybody super soldiers too with that advanced tech. It was just, he would have just took over the world. Oh, yeah. So I don't see how he didn't see that. And he's like, okay, well, he just proved this that he's a good soldier and we can use him. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, that was really fun. And the grenade, too. Like, yeah. He, he even he threw the grenade yep. to prove a point, and Steve jumped on it. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know. He's a little arrogant in that way. But, I mean, eventually he earned respect for Cap when he saves the soldiers. But Saves the, the other half yeah. of 107. Yeah. And Bucky. But I don't know. That, um, yeah, that was the part that really bothered me. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, another little touch. Once uh, Johan, aka Red Skull, once he fi- harnesses the power of the weapon or yeah. of the Tesseract, he starts creating weapons. And uh, something you and I literally said, like almost at the same time when we were watching this film, is that they sound just like Iron Man's repulsors. Just like exactly and identical to his repulsors. I am I I, I hate that. I think I know, that I hate either, it too. either they should have had like distinctual sounds or they should have figured out a little out a way creativity to in it. Yeah. Put a little creativity in it. Or you they know? should have made Iron Man when he was building his suit do something with the Tesseract which then would make sense. Yeah. But was it kind of just like a a nod to Tony how advanced his power like his tech was that it's close maybe. to test I mean test Tesseract power but it's not really but It's not ex- especially cuz I mean Mark II has the same sound, you know what I mean? Mark yeah. II was nowhere near the power of a Tesseract. Yeah, well, yeah. And I'm pretty sure Tony's, like, repulsors changed, like, the sound changed, Absolutely. too. Yeah. Throughout the movies. And, I, so. I mean, yeah, especially in the beginning when you, it, there was, like, a full-on charge time. It was, like, pew, pew. Versus yeah. now, yeah. like, it's just, like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. You know, not to be so Star speaking Wars. Of, speaking of the weapons you and I were talking about, I would be terrified if you and i were charging yeah and you get shot and you just disappear everything like i can't even grab like a piece of clothing off you nothing to remember nothing there's like a little bit of dust maybe maybe just hope it's not a windy day yes seriously (laughs) yeah that would be a terrifying uh war to go into for sure i'd be absolutely devastated i wouldn't even know like what to do at that point (laughs) oh gosh but um, another thing, another good shout is that, um, kind of fast forward through the movie a little bit, um, Steve is doing this, the whole play thing for the bonds, and then 
Agent Carter comes over and she says, you know, I, you're definitely better than this. Like, you deserve more than this. And then he finds out about the 107th being captured and or killed. And he was like, there. he goes to the, the, the whoever, the captain, the corporal, whatever it is, the general, I don't know. Um, and he uh, asks about Bucky because he remembers that Bucky is from the 107th, which Bucky said mm-hmm. at the beginning of the film. And uh, the captain or whoever he is said, um, I do remember that name. I believe I just sent out a, a, a KIA letter yeah. for him. And then he also says, like, I know where they're at, but they're 30 miles into enemy territory uh, around a heavily fortified base. Like, we're, we would lose more men than we would gain. There's no point. And that's when Steve was like, fuck it. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm saving yep. my best friend, and I'm saving these men. So he gets uh, he gets dropped off by Agent Carter and, and Mr. Stark, which uh, is kind of funny. There's a little shout for, um, like, doing a little bit of fond doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right before he gets dropped off but um you know obviously he goes through it red skull finds him and ends up blowing up the place but before that he uh he finds bucky on a table like reciting his his uh army number and saying his name is bucky barnes but he's strapped to a table with with what looks like to be like some sort of mechanical like laser device or something yeah um kind of Brain, pointed brainwashing him. him yeah yeah and that's i mean it's not really stated yet and it never really is stated but I think you and I are both on the same page where that's definitely where the Winter Soldier program started for Bucky. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it seems like Cap got to him right in time, but then as the movie progresses, he obviously gets recaptured, mm-hmm. and they finish the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I Something that bothers me, and I wish would have we would have talked about a little bit more, or they would have talked about a little bit more, is when Bucky actually gets the serum. You don't ever see him get the yeah. serum. And yeah. <clears throat> sorry. When he falls off that train, that's a long fall. And mm-hmm. at that point that is normal uh, you know, army Bucky. You're not surviving that. I don't care how much snow is down there. Yeah. That was a end of a jagged mountain. It was a deep fall. It was a deep, it was a deep fall. fall. I think he fell in the water. I always try to, like, find where he fell, but it, he always, like, disappears. Yeah. And I think I see, like, a splash into the water, but that water's, like, probably going to be, like, two feet deep, maybe. Maybe. And also, yeah. like, I, I don't know the exact comparison, but I believe that if you're going, like, 100 miles per hour or maybe even less, maybe even 50, water hits just as hard as concrete. Yeah. So. Especially from that deep of a drop. Yeah. Uh, give me just a second. Like, that Keep looks it going. like. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, that's a tough drop. And there's another thing that I had a problem with, and I'll talk to Clay about this too. Is um, sorry about that. I was good. Yeah, you're all good. There's an, another thing I wanted to talk about is um, maybe I'm not like super. I'm not super educated on Captain America's like family and all that stuff. But yeah. when uh, when they go to rescue the soldiers and they don't come back and then the general's doing a KIA letter for Captain Rogers. Yeah. Who's he sending that to? Is his family still alive or is his family I, I believe dead? so because remember when um, when Bucky and Cap are going back to Cap's house and Bucky gets the, the key from underneath like the, the pot? Yeah. Um, and he's like moving in. And I I want to say he references like his pops, but I I honestly I agree. It's definitely in, not talking yeah, about. Yeah, in a Bucky lot. too. Yeah, I wish they maybe included just 
scene or two of his family but i don't know that was one thing but uh, what i was gonna say about you is say answer to you is um yeah i wish they did give um a little more backstory on his serum but thinking about it now from the future from now the present because captain america 2 comes out his store like the serum and all that stuff comes out in captain america 2 so maybe they're just saving it didn't want to like put so much but by captain america 2 he's already a super soldier i mean civil war sorry civil war they kind of fill it in yeah Yeah, not captain america yeah i see what you're saying they kind of give a little bit more story on him it shows like his backstory and all the um super soldiers that all the super soldiers that were with him and all that stuff so maybe they just wanted to save that maybe for the store so i, I guess yeah i guess that's but that would be my best best shout it's a great tr- it's a great trilogy thinking yeah, about it absolutely yeah it just they build off each other very well like it flows super well and there's I not couldn't agree more and you could i mean i can argue that this is probably would be the worst out of the three because Captain America Winter Soldiers. It's rating amazing. this trilogy is like trying to tier list the the Avengers films. Yeah. Like it's so 100%. impossible because like you have to have your your base origin story, which is the first mm-hmm. Avenger or the first Avengers. And then, you know, you have Endgame and, and Infinity War, which are goaded movies. I mean, 10 out of 10, yeah. like those are obviously going to be higher on your list. And then you have Winter Soldier and Civil War, and Civil War is arguably an Avengers movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. It like, is. they have it has everybody in it. You actually get introduced to a lot more characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, that's tough. I would agree with you that it's the worst of the three, but I mean, the worst of the three, you're looking at a really good movie, yeah. <laughs> which says a lot what, for the trilogy. What I really like about this, these, this trilogy is, um, it shows Cap's growth throughout the trilogy, but it also has great stories for each movie absolutely like when you talk about iron man it's a great first movie mm-hmm. iron man 2 is good but not as better like i would argue it probably wouldn't be as great better than iron man and then iron man 3 was like it, it his growth through iron man's growth through the movies is great but yeah. the stories kind of fall apart a little bit yeah i mean i personally think two is better than one but uh you know, we can save that yeah, for you when could, we do that. You could too. argue. You, could, I can, I can, I can uh, agree with you kind of on that because it's a little more because you, Got the suits in Iron Man two yeah. are unbelievable, especially the suit, the suitcase the suit. one is amazing. Yeah. Suitcase one is awesome, and Nikki Rourke is great. Yeah. Um, but I, I see what you're saying. We also obviously yeah. Elon's in it, which is kind of a funny thing. Yeah, that. Yeah, I always forget about that too. That's super cool. Um, uh, uh, something else I wanted to bring up is. Once Cap leaves and saves the 107th, um, you know, he comes back with everybody and he's like, you know, I'm going to relinquish myself to disciplinary actions. And the captain was like, nope, like, you're good. And he's like, thank you, sir, whatever he says. Yes, sir. Um, But then he, as he's developing a second suit, something a little bit more like, you know, realistic for battle, uh, he gives uh, Stark like a he's like i got some ideas for a suit and the second suit that he ends up using in this film which the first suit's what he's also using for uh the the bond plays mm-hmm. but the second suit that he gets looks like a well-made halloween costume 
Yeah, it's a little bulky. So, it's so like there's so much padding on his shoulders. Yeah. Like you can see yeah. it when he like moves his arms, how it like crinkles and it's blocky. I think that's like, pretty when you shit. Look at the, when you look at the other suits, I mean especially the first one, like the first first one when he's yeah. in the in the bonds play, the, the bonds play, yeah. it shows like his physique, and mm -hmm. I think that's what we look for when you talk about Captain America. Absolutely. And that suit for sure is too bulky. It makes him look thinner and not as like strong. His yeah. helmet though is the definitely best. improved. I think that's the best helmet um, throughout his, because he. I mean, I don't know. Endgame's helmet's pretty tough too. I like that helmet though. Yeah, it's I just because it's not like when you when you talk about the Avengers, it's so tight. I hate. I do not like his suit in Avengers. Mm -hmm. But well, I mean, it's he goes so back tight on his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I do agree. It was a little too bulky. It looks like it's so much padding and stuff. But I don't know. And he actually uses that same suit in, um, I want to say, Cap uh, Winter Soldier at the end of the movie when he's uh, fighting Bucky on the hydroplanes, the hydro aircraft right. flying carriers. Yeah, <laughs> We've always had struggles with that th with those things. Yeah. Never know what to call those. Um, and on, on the other end, you know, with Hydra getting pissed off with uh, Steve and his, uh, his battalion of people that he saved are going going through and destroying a bunch of hydra bases that he saw when he went to go save the 107 you see throughout this film which is actually true i mean a lot of like in real life the nazis like what they built was extremely large and very sophisticated very, yeah um but the magnitude of which like the machines that they build what you can see on your screen right now is a tank that is the size of a fucking apartment complex it's huge and cap jumps off it and i don't care if you're a super soldier you're breaking a knee or an ankle yeah dude that thing is 150 feet tall <laughs> it's so big and then like the and valkyrie it throws, it throws a pack of grenades maybe and the four. whole thing explodes <laughs> yeah it's pretty like, ridiculous i don't know dude but yeah that tank was just viciously huge. too big it's like like bro it's not fitting down streets even even that fucking plane at the end the of the Valkyrie, movie was, yeah. Yeah, the massive. The so wheels big. were huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sense. was – I mean, it does Red make Skull's sense. Car, Red Skull's car. Red Skull's car is a 6x6 that at it minimum has two two motors. Yeah, that's uh, a whip. Yeah, that actually – it's. I honestly really like that car. Like, if yeah, I could buy it in sick. real life, I would buy it. <laughs> that would be tough with the, the Hill Hydra logo on the front. Yeah. Oh, that would be so sick, bro. Something I wanted to say, and don't clip this and rephrase this, but I'm no Nazi. I'm not. I'll make that very clear. But the Hydra oh, logo God. is insane. Oh, it is so way better. cool. It's so way better. So cool. Oh, yeah. It's way I better mean, than the swastika. But, like, it is dope. Yeah, um, it's tough. And, they're, I mean, obviously I, they're saying cut off one head's two more will, will come because mm -hmm. that's what a hydra is yeah uh, so cool though but i'm no nazi yeah. to make that very fucking clear <laughs> um, yeah yeah i just i but back to like how the the magnitude of the sizes of everything it it mm -hmm. is it's it's cool that they did that but at the same time like obviously it ended up backfiring because mm -hmm. you're not doing anything stealth yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean you're rolling up with a tank that's the size of a town huge <laughs> Uh, to change topics a little bit, I kind of wanted to point out something yeah. that bothered me. Um, so when we first see the Tesseract in the beginning of the movie, mm -hmm. it's in a wooden case. Yep. And it's not going – it's not burning through it or yep. anything. It's just held together. Mm 
And then when we get to the end of the movie, mm-hmm. it when uh, Red Skull gets warped up into Vormir, apparently. Mm-hmm. I I actually didn't put two and two together there. That's a really good shout. Yeah, uh, it burns through the plane. I think that's so just maybe... because it got activated. Yeah. And the energy of it like surging for teleporting Red Skull to Vormir is probably just surged so much energy it created heat. And because like yeah. I mean they're using the energy to power all this stuff, but I mean you find out throughout the rest of the film that means it's an Infinity Stone. So like n- using a weapon for it or even a tank with that kind of energy source, mm. you're not even scraping the surface with how much energy is there. But yeah. I mean you're talking about intergalactic travel and teleporting a human there. I assume you're going to use a little bit of that power. Yeah, that's true. It's probably running a little little hot. A little hot. I mean, look at your a CPU, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very true. Um, I also want to give a That was the first time he held it, right? That's the first, that the first time, time that anybody touched the test. Touched it. Yeah. And that was because... something I actually wanted to give a shout as well, too. Yeah. Oh, um, you can go with your first point, though. I was going to say just real quick is that, um, like you said, it's it's first found in a wooden box that's hidden in Yggdrasil. And then it the whole mm. rest of the movie, it's it's as you see on your screen, it's in this like case that they can like plug into different areas. I mean, nobody touches it because it's only meant for the gods. And, uh, yeah. you know, e- even like looking at it isn't a, for a mortal man and stuff like that. And. I guess, I mean, as, as the movies progress, it's being handled like it's just a, an average cube, but yeah. which also makes me question, like, why did only Red Skull get teleported? Is that because he was the first to touch it? The first not god yeah. to touch it? Or... Because well, it was like, I don't know, during the battle, it, like, broke the case, so it got activated. Yeah. So maybe that's why. It got, like, agitated but, and was like, oh, I want to yeah. fuck something up. <laughs> yeah, probably because Thanos held it in his hand. Yep, Thanos and Loki, Loki, Thor. Uh, um, what's his name? The Maw. Yeah, held it right. Yep. Yeah, and nothing. nothing. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, I just maybe it just was wasn't weird. activated at yeah, that time. I don't know. I don't really know like the physics of the Tesseract. It's kind of a big question mark throughout the entire saga. Absolutely. Like how it. It's uncontainable power, so it's like... And that's the only Infinity Stone that they use for other things. All the rest of the Infinity Stones are used... For one purpose and one purpose only. Yeah, for the gauntlet. But this one is like you see throughout all of the film, or not all, but a lot of the films, that energy source or power source. Oh, well, the the Mind Stone is used for vision. Oh, you're right. And the Time Stone is used by Doctor Strange. So I guess you are kind of Yeah. So... Uh, there goes my whole we're point. We're kind of wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there goes my entire yeah. point. Um, uh, also, I thought it was kind of cool is um, you see Cap, you definitely notice from this film and then throughout the rest of the films how much better he gets with the shield. The coolest thing oh, yeah. that you see him do with the shield in this one is he throws it at a tank and it bounces off and then hits like two Hydra agents and mm-hmm. then it comes back to him. But mm-hmm. nowadays, like he's throwing it like through a glass window that are three stories up, bouncing off a pillar, killing nine guys, and somehow coming back to it. He this had dude to be... aced geometry. Yeah, I was just about to say that <laughs> he had to go. He had to be the best student possible in geometry because oh, he absolutely. threw. There's there's one scene where Red Skull is running away, mm-hmm. and he throws it against the wall, and it sticks the door the two, open. St- pins the two doors. I'm yeah. Like, wow, it's great. Like he just immediately knows the angle to throw it. Insane. Yeah. I failed geometry twice. 
<laughs> that could uh, be me. I wasn't the great. I probably got like a C or uh, uh, C or uh, D in that class for sure. You also you gotta give a round of applause to the makeup team for this movie. I think Red Skull oh, is a phenomenal looking villain, and that was yeah. not CGI. That's straight makeup. And yeah, that, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. That's definitely kind of one thing new Marvel movies lack Slack. is uh, practical effects. Mm-hmm. If you add just a little bit, like obviously CGI is going to play a huge part, but I just feel a like little thing. Just a little things. Yeah. Like, um, like even Mantis doesn't actually have antennas. She just has three little black yeah, dots she, where they go. She has little well, nubs. She has she has little nubs, so kind of like that's good too, but yeah. It does. It does lack a little bit. It maybe I wonder how it look if Mantis had just practical. I uh, think I well, might like kinda, it. Yeah, but they mo- like move when she like puts people so to sleep. Yeah, that is true. And then you can just like mm-hmm. add some wiring to it, or like CGI it lighting it's up. Too much work, I guess. I guess CGI is just easier for the movie making. I I uh, imagine so. I don't know. I'm not on yeah. the CGI team, so also yeah. give them a fucking raise. Yeah, seriously. Um, My gosh. Something like we else. Complain, oh. We complain about it, but it's not. We're not complaining about the workers of CGI because no. they are getting through. Especially at the end of Infinity Saga, they're getting pounded. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, you have three months. Do the final edits." It's like, dude, yeah. this is a three-hour movie, and like, yeah. it takes four months to do like a scene. <laughs> yeah, there was one scene they were talking about in Endgame when. Thanos gets the gauntlet at the end of the movie, and you can see his finger come out of the gauntlet. <laughs> and people are like getting mad about that. <laughs> the movie yourself. looks, the movie looks insane. Yeah, there was not one bad CGI part in that movie. I agree. They had to put, yeah, and Some, I think you just oh. give him more raise or just a little more. Give him a better heads up. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. And I think that we've talked about it before. You know, quality over quantity as well. So, you know, do do two, three Marvel movies in a year. You know what I mean? And have them planned out a couple yeah. years in advance that the CGI team can actually knock it out of the park. Yeah, I think it would be a little more um, that it would be better for the Marvel fans too. Oh yeah, yeah, because um, it's just a better I, experience. I wanted to touch on um, something that we see later on in, in Avengers is that Cap gets really upset with Phase Two, which you find out is Shield creating weapons mm. with the Tesseract. And when I first watched the Avengers, I was like, okay, like I can understand that because Cap is oh. not with, you know, wanting to kill people. But mm-hmm. it, it definitely makes sense after rewatching this that he's so upset because he feels as though that Shield is becoming Hydra, after mm-hmm. going through this entire war, and being those weapons being used against him, he doesn't want those weapons to even exist. It it kind of just tended towards, um, Hydra running Shield. Correct. Because when we talked about Captain America. Captain America Winter Soldier, it's mm-hmm. him taking down entire shield. Yeah. And it w- maybe Nick Fury was kind of behind it making those weapons because they didn't have the Avengers. They didn't that was the start. That was the beginning of the Avengers. Like Correct. they were assembling. They don't know if they're they going to be good or bad. Yeah. yeah. So they're preparing for the worst. So that you can kind of understand. And I'm sure Nick Fury if they, he had the Avengers, he wouldn't make those weapons. Yeah. But you know, you go, I mean, it's a just, backup plan, which I understand. Yeah, but there's little bits and pieces that she, the shield is run by Hydra mm-hmm. throughout the, the especially Infinity this Saga. movie. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was cool. Um, um, another good question I wanted to um, bring up 
was, do right. you think, do you think, so you see throughout this film how, like, agile, like I said before, and the combat skills that Cap has after the serum, was he that good, like, combat skills-wise before the serum? Because he gets uh, his ass kicked in the beginning, so obviously not. So did the yeah, serum also, point. like, give him, like, the, the combat IQ of a god? It probably... Yeah, because now it kind of brings back to him throwing the shield, yeah, and having being so good with it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it did enhance his combat skills and yeah. his just like plan plan making. Maybe that's my only because I yeah. you see throughout the entire film, but the scene that made me want to write that was when he um gets on the Valkyrie, the big plane, kills all like the Hydra agents, and then flies back into the the Valkyrie and fights a couple more guys. Yeah. Like, he's whooping their ass, and then he throws a knife, like, across the Valkyrie, sticks the dude in the back, and yeah. he's take it's like a 4v1, and it's you no could sweat argue, to him. You could argue, not really, like, when he was skinny, because he was always getting in, always getting beat up, you can t- you can s- argue that he was training to box. Yeah. But this is, like, way, way more advanced. Yeah. Way more advanced than boxing. He's doing, like, front flips and doing, like, side yeah. Like 180 total, side like, twirl backflips. <laughs> yeah, some John Jones type <laughs> fighting. What I'm saying. Yeah, so I don't know where he gets that training, but yeah, it probably does had to um, enhance his skills. Yeah, maybe I don't know, or they just forgot to add that in. <laughs> I, I mean, but, I that I think that's a good shout is that the serum just boosted his IQ overall, like yeah. combat IQ and everything like that, plan making abilities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And we've already touched on it, but just to reiterate, um, I was really happy when I saw that guy fall into the propeller. That's what they're called. The propeller yeah, yeah. of, like, the torpedo was, flying thing. It was like shredded. a it was like a suicide bomber. Yeah. Because remember they were logoed? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they New were logoed. New York, Chicago, Boston. Chicago, Boston. <laughs> um, I don't know why they would logo put logos on it, but maybe but, the Hydra agents are a little dumb. but Maybe. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I, I need to reiterate that when he goes to those propellers, it's not overly gory. I mean, it's no Quentin Tarantino, but like he gets eviscerated. There's a there's a little mm-hmm. blood mist that happens, and mm-hmm. I just uh, once again I'm going to reiterate the new MCU movies are missing that, and it, and the, it no, brings a realism to it. Yeah, and another thing, exactly realism for this point too is during the like fight scenes, it's bat like it's fighting scenes, and it's when they're talking, it's like they're under attack they're mm-hmm. uh like they're not just standing in the open just having like an open corny di- dialogue dialogue yeah yeah like when i was i don't want to spoil it's not really a, it's in the trailer so in a-man quantumania there's a scene where i don't have the full context but uh scott and cassie are fighting in this huge little battle and then they just stop and like talk about how talk. good cassie's doing yeah and like he's giving him skill, giving her skills, yeah. how to fight. I don't know. It, I agree. To me, that's just a little corny. You're and not doing that in movie, a war situation. One hundred percent. You're not gonna have like a little corny joke. You know, yeah. it's all it all kind of just like flows together really well. I agree. And yeah, that makes me really appreciate this film even more mm-hmm. in a way. And another thing that's really cool is you don't see them talking from a far distance. No. Uh, like even when like in the train scene when they all go onto the train and Bucky ends up you know falling off, um, Cap is fighting like a a guy with like the the Hydra weapon that's like pew pew, 
and uh, Bucky's fighting just some normal, like, guys with guns, and then Mm -hmm. Bucky runs out of ammo, so Cap opens the door and looks at him and just, like, gives him his pistol, doesn't say anything, just, like, ready, and then throws it to him, and he knows exactly what to do. Yeah, there's another... (laughs) <laughs> There's another scene where when Red School and Captain America meet for the first time when mm-hmm. Cap's saving the soldiers. Yeah. And you can vis- like visibly and hear that uh, Red School's like shouting yeah. when he's talking to Captain America because yeah, they're across. Yeah, there's like uh, a big gap between yeah, them. Yeah, it's like a hundred, like a damn near a football field that Captain America ju- takes a two-step leap and makes it, which is incredible. I, I don't know if that's a football field. Half a football field. field. I would say 50 it's, yards. it's probably, I would say 30 to 50. Okay. Yeah. But still, still, a two-step leap like that—unbelievable. Someone get this man in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, but but it's like, it's not like they're talking in the normal tone voice when there's huge explosions going on. It's yeah. That factory. He's like shouting, and yeah, it, it's and same it's thing a with Cap. Better. You even see his veins in his neck when he's like, "Then yeah. why are you running?" Kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. Like you it kind of just brings a little it. more realism to it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly what you said. I 100% agree. Uh, there's a movie. Oh. I know we're a Marvel podcast, but there's one movie that portrays it really well. It's a uh, DC movie. It's in Shazam, the first one, mm-hmm. and I forgot the character's name, the evil villain. But they're like so far away, and they're flying, and he's like talking to him. Yeah, uh, Shazam. Oh, and yeah, Shazam's I remember this like, scene. I can't hear you. Yeah, what are you? Are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, like that's a good joke. You know? I agree. Like I'm, I'm happy they like added that in. I but, agree. Yeah. Um, that shows a little bit of realism. Kind of just to put a bow on it, kind of the ending of the movie, you know, he mm-hmm. defeats Red Skull. Red Skull ends up get, gets teleported to Vormir, as we later find out. Um, and he ends up taking control of the ship, but he can't, like, land it safely. So, you know, he gets on the comms. He talks to Agent Carter, and he replans their date, which I thought was really cute, instead of, like, them just being super sad. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're yeah. trying to act as though, like, what's about to happen isn't. And he he puts the puts the Valkyrie into into the ice. And I like uh, there's a little detail too that you pointed out. Yep. Um, when Cap is on the comms on the plane, yep. talking to uh, Agent Carter that the general knew. The general immediately. knew what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So you like. And yeah, in the background, him. it's him and I I forgot his actual name. I think it's name. Howard. Is it Howard Stark? No, it's not there? Howard. It's it's the it's one of the it's the French guy. One of his, or the Asian oh, guy from uh, yeah, yeah. one of the guys he rescues, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The general's like, like, let's go, like, give her, give her some time, like, mm-hmm. this is her moment. We don't need to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, puts it nice, and then that's when it kind of starts back from the beginning of the movie, which is where you find out that he's like that. And then and you just brought up a a good point. I kind of want to go not too far back, yeah, but so, I really appreciated the team that he had. Oh yeah, like that, they have that a name. A cr- and I can't remember the name of him because it saved yeah. my life. But they did a really good job too. Really oh, good actors. Them. Yeah, loved they didn't them. get like a lot of screen time, but they got little, yeah, like snippets, and it was all great dialogue. Really good. Mm-hmm. Like even when really like good. he's he's recruiting them, and they like pan over, and they're like, "So you're telling me we we just barely escaped, almost died, and you want to go back? Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's do it." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it shows their heart as well. Like, I mean, they're, they're good soldiers and obviously they're, mm-hmm. they originate with Bucky. Bucky, they're a part of the 107th, which is, so is Bucky. So Cap knows that Bucky surrounds himself by good people. So he's like, you know, yeah, I want your men to fight with yeah. me. I don't want yeah. the general to choose my team or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, ends up getting frozen on ice for 70 years, wakes up, finds out that, you know, they, they put an old baseball game on, but he was like, I know this game. Like, where actually am I? He breaks out, and that's where we find out that he's in present day, and Nick, we see the first Nick Fury, and he's like, you know, sorry, we thought it would be best if we eased you into this. Um, Nick Fury has the best fits, bro. That jacket always, is so tough. Always so fitted. So fitted. Um, and then end it's credit scene. Uh, yeah. We see Cap beating the hell out of a heavy bag. He ends up knocking it off the railing. Mm-hmm. Nick Fury comes in, says, you know, I got a mission for you. It's We got to save the world. And then the second end credit scene, which is, the, in my my knowledge, the only time that we've seen anything like this, it's just a full-on trailer for the Avengers. Well, I forgot what movie it was, but there was an end credit scene where it showed the Doctor Strange trailer from what the Source of Madness. Oh, interesting. I don't. I, I don't, don't remember that. which one it was, but there was a trailer for it. But hmm. the this trailer, it's crazy. I mean, it's dated. First of all, <laughs> what like the movie itself is not dated. No, it's still really good. But that trailer was it, like it looked I like, like it came out of nineteen ninety five. Yeah, one hundred percent, and it showed so much. Yeah, it gave so much, so much like detail. so much detail, and then there was a thing that I pointed out on the end of that uh, trailer when oh, you yeah. see Thor, uh, Thor throw the hammer. Usually, when he throws it, it just goes in a straight line. It it doesn't like rotate. Yeah, and this thing was like wobbling. Like when he tumbling. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a little that was detail. A good I think they just. You. Yeah, they probably missed that, but it's yeah, that trailer was something else. But <laughs> overall, uh, really enjoyed the movie though. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do yeah. the rating now, or do you want to wait to get through the next two segments? Um, I'm fine with the rating right now. All right, let's hear it. This is our first time that we've heard each other's ratings, by the way. We like to keep this secret, so we yeah. get our genuine reactions out of this. So I'm, um, I like this movie a lot. But I'm excited. Um, uh, there's only a certain amount of movies that can break the nine yeah. and ten for me. Yeah. Um, this movie for me is definitely in the eight range, and I'm gonna give it an eight point seven. Okay, I was pretty close to what we were talking about last night. Then. Yeah. I gave a clean eight. Okay. Okay. Because I gave Age of Ultron an eight point one, and I almost feel like it would be ridiculous to give Age of Ultron a lower score than an origin movie even though the origin yeah, I movie think is I gave, really good i gave it an 8.5 right age of ultron i'm pretty sure i did no you gave remember. it a seven you couldn't give it an eight that's right yeah yeah that is right i want to say you gave it like a seven nine because it was close yeah i think you're right yep um, um but um let's uh head on to the next segment i got a topic question for us what wait what why why is it an eight for you? I mean, I think it's a phenomenal movie, but we also touched on this that it's the worst of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And for me, they I think the next two movies for Captain America are without spoiling too much, but I mean they're much that the, the next two movies that we break down are gonna be the highest rated movies so far in this in this Yeah, podcast we forgot series. to say this um at the beginning of the podcast. Uh for our movie breakdowns, now we're gonna start out with uh trilogies. Yeah, we're going to so start doing we're, trilogies. We're doing Captain America First Avenger and just uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Mm-hmm. And I think 
next we we don't know yet because uh, spider-man apparently is coming out on disney plus so we might do spider-man trilogy or thor if you guys have any suggestions let us yeah, know if you if you have anything you want us to actually break down for the next trilogy go ahead and let, let it down in the comments or chat or you know yeah. whatever you guys want to do uh mm -hmm. but until then it's just i mean you know we'll figure it out if not yeah. um but yeah topic question do you like the red skull from this movie more or less than the red skull from endgame and why um i'm gonna say endgame red school i do really enjoy this red school there's nothing um bad about his character at all yeah. i just like the he the endgame red school is kind of just more like wise and majestic and I, I just his look to me too is so much it, it's super cool and it's crazy because that's all cgi and it looks great they did but endgame cgi is probably the best marvel cgi we've seen i think i think i think dr strange is at least a good shout for that as yeah well. Doc, dr strange Especially with Dormammu. But, but there's so much more cgi in endgame agree. too agreed um but yeah i think i don't know i just liked I liked his voice better because well, it's two, two different, different actors. actors. Yeah, I think I liked the and this Endgame's the Endgame Red Skull's voice better. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. without you know not trying to piggyback, but I agree with you. And you said yeah. the exact word that I wanted to use, which is what? wise. I yeah. I've always liked in all movies. I, I like I like a, an old vet that was once a an anger driven madman that turns mm -hmm. wise and realizes his mistake mm -hmm. and just tries to help people not make the mistakes that he did and i'm sure also being stuck on vormir for all of those years probably took a big mental toll and that he was able to reflect yeah uh, but yeah i mean he's wise and you know he's not going to try to stop thanos or anybody yeah. but he's like you know this is what's going to happen if you do this mm -hmm. soul for a I soul draw, i i draw more into wise characters a lot like there's one when we watch Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness, yep. and just throughout his movies, I've always liked Wong because he's always been so wise. Long he always has go. like the, he always has the coolest things to say. Mm -hmm. Just the way his tone and everything, I just I don't know. It just it digs deeper for me. Yeah, more I than because Red Skull um, and the first Avenger, I mean he's he's just more evil more than wise. If he was like evil wise character then i think i'll probably pick yeah that's one thing and i'll probably pick him over the end game mm -hmm. but but he also showed a lot know. of arrogance and yeah 100%. i like that if you can back it up but obviously you can tell in this movie he doesn't back it up so like mm -mm, you're kind of a beta bitch for that yep. yep uh on to the next subject or the next yep. uh next segment i should say marvel news news we got some bangers so far um First and foremost, obviously, Elephant in the Room, Guardians of the Galaxy at this point is out. It's out. Uh, as the di this is recording, it came out technically yesterday. There's a Thursday showing, but, um, you know, Friday release. So technically, you know, came out today. Um, I know I'm going to go see it this weekend. I'm going to try to go see it tomorrow. If not, it's a for sure Sunday thing. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to see it as soon as I can. Yeah. <clears throat> but we will do a breakdown or our thoughts on it, but we're going to probably wait. Uh, like a week or two, just so we, we don't, don't spoil, spoil anything, anything for the for audience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it'll be a quick one because it's we're not gonna be able to like actually watch it and grab notes. We're just gonna go. Yeah, to the I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to bring notes. Yeah, I'm not going to type in my notepad on my phone during the movie. Like, yeah. That's just disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, you know, we could come back, do a little 20, 30 minute breakdown of what we liked and did like, uh, didn't mm-hmm. like, and if there's anything we don't like, which fingers crossed there isn't. Yeah. Um, and I saw on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, I think I saw it's so far 79. It's currently at an 80, but 80? It, it, so has, it has fluctuated. It started out at like a yeah. 92, and then it went down to like a 74, and now it's at an 80 yeah. and climbing. But mm-hmm. it's at 80 sure. with like 450 reviews, so that's super mm-hmm. solid. Yeah, it takes it takes a bit for like a it's a up. solid rating to come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the next one, this is really unfortunate for all movies and everything really coming out entertainment wise. Everything There's a yeah. major writer strike again going on, which obviously within Marvel, there's a lot of writers and everything like that. But just in the general grand scheme of things, it's affecting everything that's being made currently. So yeah. a massive writer strike, you know, writers are stepping out, they're not working, they're demanding a, I believe it's a, just a 3% pay, bu- pay buff, which is, like, not a lot in reality. Yeah, it's it's not a lot, and this, writer strikes have been going on for quite a while, you said it throughout the inter- entertainment history, too, it's, like, even uh, talk shows, mm-hmm. um, I was talking about SNL, yep. they've always had uh, problems paying them, and I never understood that, they're literally writing it material you're just the one that's creating it at creating and acting into it yeah. and they're giving you like the backbone yeah. so i was always surprised that writers didn't really i mean they probably get paid very well but compared to like actors i mean chris directors, evans getting seven and a half million dollars for age of ultron like yeah he could have easily and gotten probably, five million and then given yeah a they're lot probably of, not yeah not getting i don't even know do you would you say they're getting millions no not even remotely i mean overall well, yeah but we probably could have looked at the average salary for a writer. It's not but that I, much. I, I, yeah, I can guess it would probably be like what? I'm gonna guess two fifty. Oh, I'm guessing like way for lower. A big, than that. big time right, like big time, like Marvel writers. I don't even you think, think less. I think it's wow. like eighty, eighty to maybe yeah, hundred. If it's that, I, I'm kind of on the side of the writers here, and I hope oh, I um, Marvel and all entertainment kind of figure that out because yeah. I mean, I had an uh, example, which is uh, the James Bond uh, movies. Mm. Everybody remembers, you know, Casino Royale, Skyfall, all these, but everyone always forgets about Quantum of Solace because that was during a writer strike, and that movie is so poorly written because there were no writers. It ended up being yeah. the director and Daniel Craig taking the script that the writers developed before the strike, and then they would like only Daniel Craig and the director were able to make change or were able to make changes like that's what yeah. they wanted to because they were the two main focal points but even then it was all over the place like you still don't really know what the actual plot is and it was yeah. super messy like nobody that's yeah. the worst of of the that movie uh saga and it just goes to show that like i mean you can have a phenomenal saga of movies but it shows that writers mean so much cuz you can just flop yeah and, and this this and if it doesn't resolve, it's going to really hurt Marvel. Because oh, yeah. Marvel's already dealing with Kang, uh, Jonathan yep. Majors. Jonathan Majors, yeah. I don't – I know a little bit about that, but I don't want to get too much into it because I'm not fully educated on it, and yeah. I hope it gets resolved. I mean, I love Jonathan Majors, but – I mean, like, uh, as him as Kang. But if those allegations are true, obviously – You're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, you're a bad person. You got to – yeah, probably get somebody yeah. else but hopefully yeah. i don't know it's it's marvel's kind of in a 
a rough spot right now since especially because there's this is like really bad time too because when we're talking about the new the first phase that came out after infinity saga it was kind of scattered nothing connected nothing yeah nothing really connected and i think this phase everything's gonna start kind of connecting together which is a huge part absolutely especially for a build-up for those two avengers movies Mm -hmm. so yeah hopefully it gets resolved because i I want to see marvel be great and obviously it's gonna give us more content to talk about i don't want to do this podcast and just every movie that comes out just be disappointed you know (laughs) yeah i mean the whole premise of this show is not to shit on what they come out with but we're also gonna give our actual opinions so if it's shit we're gonna tell you yeah if that happens uh might have to transfer over to DC or something. something. I mean, check out the streams. I'm 100%ing video games. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. so moving forward off that, um, it's also been confirmed that Secret Invasion episodes will be roughly an hour long. So I assume that it's going to be right hear. around the similar Great track that they have for Loki, which is like anywhere between like an hour to the shortest one I think we looked at last night was like 44 minutes. 44, which yeah. I can take one episode being that long, but I want the rest to be in the 50s to almost an hour long. Yeah, yeah. So 100%. Excited to see what they do with that. It's also, I don't know if uh, you had time to uh, listen to the other podcast that I did, the one with you not in it, you know, prior engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also been rated um, 16 plus in the UK. So I assume that it's going to be rated 16 plus overall. I, I talked uh, I talked about that a little bit. I don't want to divulge too much into it, but... That is really exciting for it to be an hour long each episode, roughly, and then for them to be sixteen plus definitely seems like there's it's gonna be something darker, something we're gonna get outside a couple of Samuel Jackson's motherfuckers. I hope so. Sure. I hope yeah. so. That would be tough. I would um, love that. And I, I mean, just to kind of put a bow on the whole pod, Samuel Jackson said in an interview. Um, that he loves playing Nick Fury and he loves the fact that they're opening him up to all these other possibilities and this whole life that he has. So hopefully, this is what he said, so hopefully I'm not done in this yep. new phase of MCU. I'll still be floating in and out of there somehow, some way. Yeah, so, I really like him coming back as like Nick Fury yeah. for the next Avengers. I think that would be really cool. He is getting he was kind of like the He was kind of like the key point of bringing the Avengers together. Absolutely. Iron Man. Hulk, Captain uh, Marvel, <laughs> Captain Marvel, yeah. Captain America. We yeah. saw in the the end credit scene. So I agree. Um, yeah, I, it does seem from that though that if we're being you know not trying to ho- like suck too much copium, it does seem as though I mean he is getting older. He's great in his seventies. That great word. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, no, you're good. I appreciate that. Um, that he. You know, it seems as though he's de- – I mean, we've seen it already happening that he is definitely not taking a step back, but he's not in every film like he used to be, Yeah. which being yeah. as old as he is, I don't blame him. I mean, he's 70-something yeah. years old. So I, I'm, I'm happy that he'll still be around, and I'm happy mm. that they're kind of giving him some leniency on not stressing him out so much. And they're like, hey, man, yeah. we would love to have you in here. Are you down kind of thing? We can definitely fit you in. So I hope – I hope that he's not going to completely end it after Secret Invasion or the Marvels. I hope that, you know, maybe we get a break of a couple shows or a movie or something like that without him. And then, you know, just a cameo even or something like that. And I also hope that he 
they do something in a way for like Nick Fury to retire instead of killing him off and he just retires and then he's no longer in there because I don't think that he necessarily has to die for the character to go away. He can just retire. I mean, he's just the, he was the, you know, creator or not creator, but he was a part of shield. Now shield's not gone, but you know, just have him retire. Just like, you know, hang up his eye patch, so to speak. And, move on with his life outside of that and then mm-hmm. maybe we see a civilian nick fury and you know uh tang dynasty and that maybe that's yeah. the last time we see him or something like yeah. i would be okay he's, with that he's kind of in the same position and as uh, elizabeth olsen too because they there's been multiple interviews uh that she's talked mm-hmm. uh about marvel and she said there's nothing she has nothing going on yeah. maybe that's just a thing they um well they definitely well they stopped signing say these, to just not uh, spoil anything yeah well they also so. stopped signing these crazy long movie deals yeah because i yeah. mean you know like i said in the beginning of this cap signed a nine movie deal contract mm-hmm. and now yeah. they're doing like one to two movie contracts or a movie tv show contract that's true so maybe it's just like you know the contract hasn't been signed yet so to speak but yeah you know i, I also think that's good for writers and good for the creation process of like Mm -hmm. okay like we don't have to put this many people in the next film so you know indulge in yourself figure stuff out and then we'll get the actors to come back and then you know a little bit more time in the process to hopefully create something better so yeah yeah uh, yeah that's about it right yeah great pod brother this is great Great i'm happy to have you back man you know i know I know. I was sad that I couldn't come that day. That's all right. But hey, we're here now. Happen. We're here now. And I'm happy. Back for and it. better. So but, yeah. Uh, do you want oh. to talk about the rescheduling? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a uh, one last thing. It's pretty important. Um, we're now gonna actually swap the podcast to bi-weekly. So this will be the last podcast that we do that is weekly. So the next podcast will be uploaded two weeks from Monday. Uh, mm. This one will be uploaded on Monday, and then it'll be two weeks from then. So just a heads up for you guys that maybe you're looking for it every week, yeah. but I also want to tell you guys that – oh, what's yeah. up? Oh, okay. I was, was going to say that doesn't mean that we're going to just do podcasts. We got some more content coming. We got some uh, so. got some stuff coming in the works. Um, so I hope you guys will like it. I got a – definitely something that I'm really excited to work on for you guys. It will definitely be probably the most sophisticated video that we put out so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't want to give away too much. I kind of want it to be kind of a surprise for everybody, but – Let's just say that my wallet is not happy with what the next video is going to end up being. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, overall, I think that was a phenomenal pod. I'm great, great yeah. to have you back. Do you want to talk about when we're t- uh, bringing in the new content, or can uh, we keep it? A- the content will be on our off weeks, so the off okay. week of the podcast. So it'll be yeah. podcast one week, content one week, podcast. It'll go like that, which will also help yeah. us give you guys better podcasts, so we can get better notes mm-hmm. um, and kind of make it not as jumbled which i do think we've done a lot better if you go back and listen to our first but you know just overall giving us a little bit more time and also with the weather also getting a little bit nicer it it is nice that you know we're not so time constrained on doing this every week and maybe we can go out and enjoy a random friday or Mm -hmm. you know when it's sunny out now that the the seasons are changing so but yeah yeah, I i i think uh you know if you guys have any questions, like I said, throw in the comments, throw in the chat. Let's uh, let's have some fun. Yeah, I'm um, excited. I'm really excited for our new content. I hope it uh, does as well as we hope. I, and I, I think it so. will. Honestly, I'm pretty I, confident. I am as well. Yeah. Um, um, and if you guys have any content ideas as well, throw in the comments. Yeah. Um, also, I want to give a shout. 
if we if we get uh, 50 subs on YouTube, we're gonna be doing a giveaway. Uh, so that'll there'll be a little bit more details once we get a little bit closer to that, but there will be a giveaway. Um, U.S. only. I'm sorry, but uh, shipping costs are not cheap if you're not in the U.S. So yeah, U.S. only. Like I said, I'll give you some more details about that once it gets a little bit closer. But just a little teaser for you guys that are around now. You know, be active we're in the still, comments and stuff like that, and uh, there's a good chance you guys will win. Yeah, we're still pretty young too. So if you're watching this out of the United States, you're a real one. And we'll fact. definitely give you a shout if uh, you let us know. Absolutely. So I appreciate that. Yes, sir. But, yeah. That's going to be Have it. a great pod. Well, yeah. guys, we've been the Watchers. And we'll see you uh, in two weeks. Remember two that, weeks. two weeks. Yeah. Later. Yeah.